Hello, and welcome as always to the How Stuff Works Properly podcast. Please insert any and all blood pugs now. Um, this is the time to do that. As always, I am your faithful host, Nathaniel. Sitting across from me, as always, is... Hi, I'm Charlie, and the uh, butterflies have tried to steal my voice in order to keep me from being here today, but I'm with you anyway. And then we are very lucky to have a special guest um, with us here to the left of me is... Hi, I'm Erin. Um, I'm a local beer herder. I just, you know, make sure the beer makes it to its home every night. Oh, wonderful. How is that as a li- livelihood? Oh, it's wonderful. You know, I get to hang out with the stouts, you know. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you often find yourself um, birthing live beer? No, I haven't done that before. Oh, really? But, I, was... I mean, maybe that's my next step, you know. Oh, I don't know. Always in training. Um, speaking of births, I believe, Charlie, um, we yes, had a special I, birth. Yes, I did. My sister gave birth just the other day, and I got to be there. It was wonderful. Um, that is super exciting. Um, <laughs> so we really want to support all of our non-listeners as much as possible. So, yes. um, Charlie's sister, congratulations. And very much similar, like, um, the b- live birth of a human, you know, as a human comes out of a chrysalis um, and hatches and forges his way into this world, usually looking for a source of light and nectar. Um, moths are also born in the exact same way. And that is what we're really going to be talking about today. Um, moths. Um, known commonly as mothicus moth, or in slang terms, moths. Yes, I mean, because this is our topic today, that is why the butterflies have sent the frogs to try to take my voice away, but they have not taken enough, so I'm still here. Well, and as always, I believe moths um, are oftentimes mistaken for fairies, um, because moths are the true deliverance of benevolent magic into the universe, as we're all aware. Um, And... In this case, the moths had a pretty epic battle, which you guys, we were literally just coming from this epic battle, actually, um, where the moths heroically defended Charlie um, and weren't able to come 100% because the, what's all of, we all understand frogs are OP and extremely overpowerful and did get a good lick into in there. Um, but the moths were able to restore and repel against the frog attack um, and restore some of your voice. So we are yes. very lucky to have the moths on our side. May the moth be with you. Yes, may the moth be with you. <laughs> So, um, I guess we should start with historical examples. Sure. Um, the first one I really want to talk about is um, probably, arguably, also the most famous moth, Mothra, um, shown evidently in the Gajira movie franchise um, throughout historical um, nonfiction. Um, I, the, where I want to go with this first and foremost is just, just this perfect, pristine example really showcases just how good of mothers moths are. Oh, yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally defending against an evil, tyrannical lizard people, which in all intents and purposes is a representation of the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a pretty badass fucking mom. So, I mean, one-to-one ratio with Charlie's sister having birth to Mothra right there, that's some pretty badass shit right there, you yep. know, defending their babies. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. They will go to ground for their babies, for sure. Yeah, and... That's fucking amazing. You know, plain and simple. You know, I don't know how much you see during your beer herding and everything like that, but do you have any examples of seeing um, uh, a native moth mother? (laughs) (laughs) I take it it's not a common occurrence. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that on your pants, you are currently wearing flowers. Is that to appease the great Mothra into giving them a source of food? 
Oh, yes, absolutely. Now, is this out of natural fear-based um, tendencies of worrying that the monster is going to harm you, or is it out of a benevolent kind of motherly love that you want to give oh, no. back? Having, having moths around is super good for the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, they protect the beer. Um, as you probably know, um, frogs are also natural enemies of um, beer herders. So oh, when I'm trying aware. to fight off... Um, fend off the local frogs of course mm-hmm. having the moths on my side is usually a good idea wearing clothing that mimics flowers is actually mm-hmm. very beneficial oh okay too. yeah so so from what i'm saying um obviously with frogs being you know again a natural enemy to almost all living species including you know the natural beers the stouts and the lagers and everything like that that you so eloquently heard um it really is does seem to do dividends to have moths around now have you ever seen an exact example of a moth taking on a frog in the in your in your experience um not a moth and a frog because i think that frogs would usually win in that scenario but if you get a certain moths do have a tendency to flock mm-hmm. in a very in very precise patterns mm-hmm. that are very effective when you've got about you know good like 100 moths against a frog you can usually see them take it down but you need a lot of moths so it's kind of like the zombie approach you know just numbers over you know actual brute strength yes although moths are very technical and have very um organized patterns that they fly in when fighting Mm -hmm. okay okay so uh so besides wearing fake um plants on, on your on your pants um, what are some other ways that you have known to attract moths to your... Um... Oh, they love crowns of flowers. Flowers? Okay. Yeah, so, you know, walking around with, you know, a crown of flowers or, mm-hmm. you know, Similar you can make... to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Very similar to Jesus. Okay. Um, you know, wearing, um, just bringing anything that really mimics flowers or, you know, smells like flowers. You know, if you just, like, really hit yourself up with some of that floral perfume and just mm-hmm. make yourself really stink. This, of so course, is why mothballs work so well. So what I'm saying is the basically the best way to, if I'm a novice beer herder and I'm really trying to establish my own flock, um, to walk through a Macy's perfume section and get all those free samples to really start attracting moths to create those good omens into my... You do want to be selective about the samples because um, it really does have to mimic floral okay so we sense. don't want those like cedar wood if you, or like yeah that. if you get too mixed up with like some other scents you might actually end up you know uh getting the moths to repelling them alone. thank you yes, yes that's <laughs> mm. the correct word mm. okay well that's really important notes because i think that you know in each and every one of us is an aspiring beer um herder i think that's just basic humanity you know it's always old as the human story goes so We've really we've caught we've, we've talked about three major points here at this point in this podcast, and we're only a few minutes into this. We talked about how moth, especially in the representation of moth, is an extremely good mother. So you show to their really heavily caring nature. We also showcase that they are relatively intelligent, if not extremely intelligent, using tactile patterns to um, overcome their strength of lack of strength ability against frogs in order to be true defenders of the realm. Um, and we've talked about how to attract them using floral-based crowns and floral-based um, perfumes. As well as mothballs. As well as mothballs, of course. Um, also, ironically, a good way to um, attract tweakers. We won't need to go into that at this point. <laughs> but uh, just so you know, if you ever want to get your friendly neighborhood tweaker, get a shit ton of mothballs. Um, 
So we've talked about, you know, those are, these are really good ways to illustrate that there's elaborate mating rituals that go into attracting and courting a moth, along with this other time that they are a caring and benevolent intelligent species um, of magical beings that are trying to come here and um, assist the human race or be a part of the human race or the natural bounds, if you will, especially in the beer herdings, you know, as who doesn't like a good beer herder? Charlie, if you may, I know mm-hmm. we have some examples of some magical abilities showcased in the um, Gajira movies. Right. Um, of, with Moth, for example. Can you, do you care to go into any detail about the magical abilities that Moths um, present? Um, I mean, Moths are, they, they're kind of like the antithesis to butterflies. I'm sorry about my voice, guys. Um, <laughs> they, uh, so, like, where, like, butterflies create disasters, Moths kind of, are able to rectify them. So, um, like, the dust from the moth wings actually helps to heal things mm-hmm. and, like, bring life instead of, like, creating destruction. Um, so that's why the two are so, like, rooted against each mm-hmm. other. I believe um, one example of that is actually where there's a common uh, misconception is the creature Butterfree in the Pokemon universe um, is actually a representation of a moth. Um, and that's when you see the Butterfree um, companion with Ash Ketchum, um, Again, based off the historically true um, boy who lost his father during the Great War, bonds so closely. And you see some of the magical abilities taking place in this universe as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see the power of companionship, but also the, the desire for mating rituals in moths. Um, where the Butterfree had to be escaped, and, uh, well, not escape, but be let go and free to join his kind. So, and that really goes into another example um, where it's, not, it's imperative to not contain moths. They are naturally free-willed spirits and need to roam in order to truly be of service to the universe around them. If you contain them, it will, like, slowly kill their magic and they will just wither away. Mm -hmm. A a good example of that is very similar to in the E.T. film franchise, Mm -hmm. um, how he was um, sick being away from home. Moths are very similar to that, that they need to be, um, you know, going to different crowns of um, flowers and everything like that. Right. Yep, absolutely. Moths are very magical creatures. Like I know, like they are very well represented as like heroes, and and I know that I was talking with Erin a little bit about this, and she was saying her favorite representation of a moth is Mothman, of course. Like, oh, yes. If you want to go into that, that a little bit, yes. Um, actually, um, the first um, known Mothman was in um, China. He just came out of the ground. <laughs> In As the middle of do. a farm, in yeah. the middle of a plantation. A beer plantation, And really scared the shit out of the farmers. Like, I mean, they really weren't expecting anything like that. It was the middle of the day. Like, they didn't know what was going on. Most of these, uh, he's he's now migrated, mostly, to um, the, we the know United it's a, States. And we, know, we know it's a man? We know it's a, it is officially a, a male I don't species. think anyone's got enough of a look at him, to be sure. They just know that he's very tall. Oh, I just have no idea what moths' reproductive organs look like. I'm very <laughs> interested to find out. I actually don't know anything about that either. He, um, you know, was known to terrorize local farmers. He's really uh, well known in. So, do you, as the Japanese do so well, steal everything Chinese and make it their own? Is there a, ch- a Japanese version of Mothman that came out of maybe like a rice paddy or something? No, I, I don't think that there's a... So this is any... u- a uniquely Chinese... Um... Oh, it's definitely a Chinese legend. Okay, definitely yes. a Chinese legend. Okay. So as we've seen now, two, two um, very zeitgeist-related examples of moths. We have Mothman and Mothra. Um, do you think, just pure speculation here, people, 
do you think by any chance that Mothman and Mothra kind of got it on? You know what I'm saying? A little bounce go out wow and um, produce the babies that we see in Gajira's movie franchise. And we see the whole worm creatures. And because we know what butterfly larvae look like from Tremors, you know, they're right. Exactly. And we know what um, um, moth larvae look like from um, Gajira movies. Mm-hmm. Um, giant little cute little fur balls. Um, <laughs> they go. That's my best ability to recreate what a baby Mothra sounds like. Well, it's interesting that you mention that they're probably getting it on, because, you know, there have been a lot of typhoons in, like, the the area Mm -hmm. of Japan recently. There's been a lot going on there. So, you know, I wonder if they're getting it on, and it's really creating some weather difficulties for So you're saying... Well, the moths are too distracted to take care of the butterfly destruction so they're they're missing these typhoons well i'm wondering since all, all three of us here are very unaware of how moths reproduce that if the sheer magical energy com- combination between mothra and mothman is sheer so natural energy that when their who he's touches with their woohas um it literally creates a catastrophic event because that is just too much magical interchange. So, you know, when moth penis goes in moth vagina, it just goes haywire with the natural systems of the world. Because, you know, moths don't often reproduce. And it's possible. There's very, like, there's a very small population of moths at this point, which is why the frog infestation is so terrifying. Because, like you said, we need hundreds of them to fight mm-hmm. the frogs. Um... So like it's possible that these typhoons are spawning because the moths are like, oh, well, we need to reproduce right now because we do not have enough of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. So with this, and again, this is, uh, we're not exactly an, what you would call ecologically sensitive podcast, but we are inclusive to the ecological system. And we do want to raise points. Um, and if you are having a birthday in the near future facebook allows you to raise money for a birthday and for donation please donate to your local moth shelter um we really need all the help in reproducing and as many moths as we can possibly um it's just a, a high necessity <laughs> and this is a serious issue not a laughing matter um and we need to bring as much moths back into this world as possible because their populations are being devastated. As we've seen examples in Australia where everything is fucking haywire backwards, frogs are literally running the country at this point. And the, the bullfrog has escalated to a point where it's, and they've allied with the cane toads, and it's a shit show. It is fucking coyotes, or not, not coyotes, dingoes are being massacred down there. Wombats? There isn't even a wombat left in the wild because of the goddamn toads and fucking frogs. It is a horrible massacre, and, there's, and it is one-to-one ratio with the systematic destruction of moths from pesticides and everything like that. Yeah, so absolutely. We, we need to go green here to save the fucking moths, people. Yeah, if, if we see this takeover of the butterflies and, like, their spreading of the frogs mm-hmm. happen, then the whole world is going to be very similar to Australia, which is a travesty. We cannot allow that to happen. No, we cannot. Um, we luckily we don't have a huge um, population of listeners from down um, from down under, so I'm not really too concerned about this. Um, but yeah, we really can't let the world become another Australia. We just we just can't let that happen for uh, the penguins' sake or some bullshit. Um, <laughs> in your person, both of your personal experiences, I know I have my um, and I'll share at the end here. What personal stories do you have with moths in your everyday life, or just that we come to ma- memory? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember 
catching them when I was a kid, I, of course, always let them go again. Mm-hmm. But I just remember it being fun just to play with them, um, like to catch them and, and let them go. Um, and I think that's why when I was little, I didn't get sick very often. Mm-hmm. So have you noticed an, a serious decline in moths in your life? And that is um, what has aged maybe with your body aches and moans and pains and sicknesses? Yeah, I, I don't have any moths around anymore very much because there's so few of them. I can't hold their time. That is really unfortunate news. What about you, Erin? you have anything going on moth-wise? Yeah, when I was, when I was just an apprentice beer herder, I, uh, I thought it would be a good idea to keep some moths mm-hmm. on site. And I didn't know this about their, uh, their magic fading. Well, another thing you might be interested to know is that they actually are quite dark creatures when they want to be as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, they cursed me quite badly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I, uh, I, my, my face was on my butt for a good week. Mm. <laughs> Wait, then, how did how'd that work out for you? Oh, I didn't enjoy it at all. Oh, why not? It was an awful experience. Oh, um, I, I don't want to talk about my trips to the bathroom. That wasn't a good time. But you can <laughs> see everywhere you sit. That is an amazing scientific innovation right there. That sounds almost like a gift to me. Wait, well, okay. I let them go quickly at that point, and so then my face quickly returned. If your face was on your butt, does that mean your butt was on your face? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> see. That hmm. is an interesting curse. So if you, someone wanted to theoretically, let's say you're in some kiki dungeon sex, right, and wanted to spank you, would they slap your were your head or your butt? Look, man, like, I don't know the ins and outs of this, and I certainly don't want to. <laughs> this is important research here. We need, again, to, we need to come to an answer here on this one. Well, if you want to keep some mobs, maybe they'll have the same sort of, uh... I can't keep any mobs because they're all dying because we use pesticides in Agent Orange. Vietnam was destroyed by this shit, people. There are no mobs in that country. Why do you think that war went to shit? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a fair point, too. So, with mobs being... I mean, I think we can understand that, though. You you kept moths captive, an inherently magical creature, which, e- even though you were ignorant to it, as we know, especially in the case of the U.S., ignorance of the law is not an al- is not an, a good excuse. You're still guilty, right? Yeah. So you were, even though you were ignorant to their magical be- beings, um, you were still punished what they saw as justly for captivity, but face, you know, same thing. Yeah. Um, one-to-one ratio right there. So... Do you think of that being as more of a playful trickster as a representation, or do you think of that as more of a malevolent force? Well, obviously, I was doing something that I should not have been doing, so I understand now that that was the wrong approach to um, having mods defend my my herd. Mm-hmm. But um, now I have uh, different ways, mm-hmm. just you know, working in tandem with the mods instead of trying to capture them. And that's what you said, because you know, you know, you say you wear a crown of um, flowers, you wear flower-based pants, you wear the only the nicest perfumes that are floral-based. You attract them with the natural riches of avocados and different stouts and lagers and oh, everything. Unfortunately, I can't have avocados anywhere near myself. I absolutely break out. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that a personal choice, or? Oh, I break out. I, I can't yeah. have the avocados around, so. Like, do you break out of a cage? Do you break out of yourself, your insecurities? What were you breaking out of here? My skin breaks out all over. Is that a choice? Like just an like octopus's chromatophores? Or... You just, like, sprout some suction cups everywhere every time you are your... Yeah, well, what's going on here? Oh, no, that that's what happened when the moths cursed me. That also uh, occurred. Also like, suction cups. Yeah, that that happened, too. I forgot were to talk about that. Were you able to climb a building with your face? I did face? not try. You should have tried. That's just a missed I, opportunity. I should have. There, there are many missed opportunities, really. But, clearly. I mean, you, I was, I was clearly trying sitting. to figure out the cause of all these strange things that were happening to me. I didn't realize at first that it was the moths. 
Well, don't fuck with the moth and the baby. We've seen the Gajira movies. So, I mean, come on. I don't know how much more clear that propaganda can be. So, going back to it, though, what are... If you can't use avocados, what do you use? Oh, just what I talked about before. Just, just flowers? Like flowers, flower crowns, um, you know, the Necronomicon, you know, just general mm-hmm. stuff. I just never heard an example where an avocado was not a suitable replacement, and I'm finding this very hard to believe. And I know that's because of you and just your lackluster of being of a human being and everything like that, but... Come on, man. Why do you choose to break out every time you have an avocado around you? <laughs> and some anti-white people shit fucking out of toast and everything like that. And I won't stand for it. <laughs> it's a good I'm sorry thing I'm to sitting. have offended you. It's okay. Well, we brought up the Necrocomicon. I think I can let this one slide. <laughs> I, I must. So... We're in an environmental crisis. We've known this for many times. Since the 1990s, there's been thousands of works on climate change and everything like that directly coming from the increase of butterflies of the world coming together and creating global climate change. And directly because of human actions, because of the spraying of Agent Orange, for example, um, high CO2 emissions that are suffocating the moths um, because moths have a very high, low CO2 tolerance. It's just, it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, the toxic waste that we spill into the environment, moths are eating straws and getting straws stuck up their noses and everything like that. And the oceans, some ocean moths, um, there's ocean moths that are also dying from eating, um, uh, what's it called? Plastic bags, I believe is what the word I'm looking for is. I think so. Plastic um, bags sounds right. That are from, um, grocery stores and everything like that. They're suffocating on them, eat, eating them and everything like that. Um, there are moths, moths that are just being run over and hit by cars. You know, that's been a, a mass genocide that no one's talking about. Mm-hmm. And it's unbearable to think that cars are just driving on the American highways and highways across the world and just slaughtering innocent, magical, beautiful beings such as moths. And I, for one, won't stand for that. So we see these environmental causes that are in our, so our defenses are weak. And we're seeing this increase of butterflies, which in thus is increasing both cane toad and different species of frog populations. And the French have stopped eating frog nearly as much, so frog leg is as, and the Cajun people down south are eating frog as much, so those populations are going wildly unchecked. And this is creating here is serious environmental catastrophe after catastrophe. We saw Fukushima. We saw uh, Hurricane Sandy. We saw whatever the fuck happened to Haiti again and again and again. We saw how many deserts are... The Sahara is growing at an alarming rate still. And the camels of Nepal are not even in Nepal anymore. They're in Tibet. What the fuck? (laughs) The world is changing and it's going crazy. And we're not doing anything about this to restore the balance and get moths. So are you suggesting that eating more frogs would be helpful? I'm not saying it would To reducing the, like, frog population. Okay. So maybe we should, you know, maybe there should be, like, a health fat where eating frogs is... You know, the new we all craze. know that f- frog thighs go straight to your thighs. <laughs> we all know that. That's just we we we're literally told A B C D E F frog legs go to your thighs. <laughs> but this is America. We eat everything that goes to I our thighs. I don't know what the so fuck you're talking about. I new... eat nothing but 100 percent processed food. It's nothing but good. And, and uh, the giant 64 ounce Coca Cola. My doctor says that's right for me. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> There should be a new fast food chain called Frog's Legs. That might work, actually. (laughs) Or just have it like Popeye's or something, like serve, you know, um, Cajun-style frog legs. Yeah, exactly. Have any of you had frog legs? I have, yes. Were they good? Yeah, pretty good. They did pretty much taste like chicken. I've always wanted to... What reptile or amphibian have you always wanted to try? 
I don't know. I've had frog. I've had snake. Snake's good. I like snake. I have wanted to try snake. Snake's good. There's a place um just up on the mountain called Rustler's Roost. Mm-hmm. That place has some good rattlesnake. No, oh, yeah, I got they got our super producer Jordan's approval on that one. So that's how you know that's fucking good shit right there. For twenty five minutes. All right, twenty five minutes. Should we wrap this up, people? Probably. Yeah, I'll take care of this one today if I'm my my ladies. All right. And my Jordan and my Wes. Um, we have a yeah, we have a guest today, people. We have Wesley sitting in the back here, and I fucked up his computer. You're welcome, Wesley. Yeah, we have a live studio audience of I one know. person today, <laughs> and he never once fucking clapped. How rude is that? There we go. Okay, so in order to summarize the shit show of this episode, um, moths good, butterflies bad. But in reality, we'll get a little bit more detail than that. Moths have been co-evolving along with the human species since God created them. Um, back around 6,000 years ago, um, New Earth theory for sure. Um, and with this co-evolution, there was always a maintain a balance between moths and inherent, intrinsically their natural enemy, um, butterflies, um, which also manifested in the shape of frogs and or t- some species of toads. Um, this really kept the climate in this homeostasis, if you will. And kept it in balance, kept it in check, and everything like that. And since the birth of the Industrial Revolution, um, we've seen this all-out warfare on that homeostasis, that home- that balance, most likely perpetrated by the Illuminati Order of the Butterflies. Most likely, at least. Um, can't say 100% sure because there's race qualities to it, and we don't want to be racist on this podcast, so we won't say 100% for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, but most likely we've seen this in a huge environmental influence. That's why we saw the loss in Vietnam. That's why we see the rising CO2 emissions. That's why we see acidification of the oceans and everything like that. And this has had a serious negative impact on the moth population, resorting such superstars as Mothman and Mothra, who have struggled to reproduce, um, to try to keep up the numbers. Because as we know, moths are intelligent, magical beings, but they have a very short reproduction cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, very short in the fact that it takes multiple generations to really large, large in it, make it grow. I don't know what words I'm working for here. So I'm just going to keep bullshitting as best <laughs> I can. And this is really, you need to do your part here. It's like in during World War One and World War Two, where there was like Rosie the Riveter and all those like freedom gardens and everything like that, that you need to eat more frog. You need to find alternative driving transportations. You need to fucking goddamn recycle your plastic goddamn bags and your straws because moths are eating them and being getting them stuck in their nose. And that's really our only chance of survival here at this time, people, because we are destroying the moth population. And since God created moths to be walking alongside man in the Garden of Eden, if we lose the moth, we lose ourselves. Yes. I don't know. That sounded about right. Does that sound about right to you? It guys? sounds about right. Okay, cool. Recycle. And remothify. Re- yes. Also, or if you want to, um, um, moths naturally are attracted to beer and beer herders, but specifically because the beer herders have known to wear floral base pants, wear a crown of flowers, and use only the nicest for perfume, floral base perfume for specifically. <laughs> so, as always, thank you for joining us on this magical shit show as we attempt to crime into mediocrity on the How Stuff Works Probably podcast. Um, congratulations to Charlie's sister for having a baby. I hope this baby listens to this podcast because you are not currently listening to the podcast, and that is very rude. <laughs> um, I want to also shout out um, that uh, it, 
if you have a dog and you recently lost it, please let us know. We are here to support you. I recently lost my first dog of 15 and a half years, and we understand that can be a traumatic event, and um, I fucking cried my goddamn eyes out when I read that rainbow fucking poem. So if you are in need of any services, medical, physical, metaphysical, um, spiritual, combustion engine ba- combustion engine based support, we're here to help you connect you with those resources. So as always, you're not alone, and we love you.